Hi, episode 43 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican, and I am not Joey LaFranca. Joey is out doing sports things, I'm sure, today, so in the meantime, I am here today with our editor-in-chief, Joe LaTemplio. How are you, Joe? Good, Ben Rowe. How are you? Nice to see you. Very good, and speaking of nice to see, in studio for the first time in months, we have staff writer Kara Chapman. Kara, Hello. how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I am doing well, and staff writer Mackenzie Delisle. Hi. And we are... <laughs> Mackenzie is always good with the greetings. <laughs> well, I, I usually go last, so I'm like, am I just supposed to ask how you are for the third time? Yes. <laughs> it could change, maybe. I don't know. It's true, but we just want to bring the news folks back in as, again, since June 1st, which was this Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, have been all back in the office. And, um, well, I guess one thing that kind of stands out to me is the fact that, well, actually, I'll tell a story. Please is do. Is that I went to the city beach today. Ooh. Is that in news, they opened up the gates, people can go to the beach. Joe says it's a nice beach day. I think it's a... It's a questionable beach 79 day. degrees. Yeah, it but it's is, cloudy. But, yeah. <laughs> Intermittently. <laughs> it's ominously cloudy. So I went, there were like six people there, some little kids building a sandcastle, a couple people walking the beach, and um, the cabana bar is open, uh, but there was nobody there, just the um, cabana owner. And But my thing is the fact that it's going to take a while before going to new places maskless and not feel like you're doing something wrong. Because <laughs> yeah. when I walked in there and just people looking, I'm like, oh, God, I forgot my mask. And I'm like, wait, it's okay. <laughs> well, that it's one's not open. too bad because it's outside. That's it true. It is. But still, the, the, the stairs, <laughs> you think that people are like... Oh, they're looking, they think I'm not wearing a mask on purpose. And I'm like, wait, I am not wearing a mask on well, purpose. Well, I, I think it matters... Uh, where you're where you go and what you're doing uh, because last Monday Memorial Day I went to the American Legion post 1619 in West Plattsburgh for their service and I walked into the building there and I was literally the only person with a mask and those are not young people no they weren't they weren't <laughs> and so um, and then yet today at the beach you're painting a different picture so I think it depends on where you go. Mm -hmm. I told the story previously with Karen and I going to the bolo wrap demonstration. And, you know, um, mask wearing was scattered about. But still, walking in the room, (laughs) you feel kind of like, I don't know, as I told um, in that episode, is that it's it's a personal use thing. And it's still going to be a conversation among people. But I almost feel kind of like the nerd sometimes. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. still still wearing the mask. At the time, too, um, I think our company policy was still to wear a mask in public regardless of vaccination status. So that that was part of the reason, too, Mm. why we were still wearing our mask then. But now we've been navigating with the new, you know, I don't want to say freedom, so to speak, but you know what I mean. Like, where did it in between? When you guys go to county meetings and city meetings, are people wearing masks at those? Well, I was actually just going to say that. So yesterday, I had to go over to City Hall for a press conference. And I I wasn't going to wear my mask because I've gotten used to not wearing it now. And I walked up the steps of City Hall, and there was a sign on the door that said, put on your mask to come in. So Uh. I quickly threw on my mask, Mm -hmm. opened up the door, walked in. Went into the room where everyone was standing. I was the only one wearing my mask. Everyone else was maskless, and then I felt weird. But I didn't actually notice until halfway through the press conference because I was just distracted and listening. And then 
it just dawned on me and I started looking around and I was like, wait, I can see everyone's mouths and I'm mm-hmm. the only one standing here still with my mask on. <laughs> so it was weird. Yeah. But if you go to Stewart's or Hannaford's or places like that, everyone's wearing a mask still. Uh, not, not that I've seen. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, in, I, would, in I would say most yes. people that I see are not wearing masks. Like, I, w- I was actually in Lake Placid over the weekend, and you kind of had to do the whole pause and walk outside of a, a door because some businesses are still enforcing it, mm-hmm. some businesses aren't. And I even, I also went to go pick up flowers this morning, and they're still enforcing it too. So it, it really, like, it's... We're at we're at kind of an inconsistent level, yeah, but you know, also wanting Yeah, we're in an in between level and a transition, so to speak. So right. I yeah. would say it's safe to say that when you go into a business you're likely to see workers wearing masks, employees wearing masks, and then just scattered some customers wearing them, some customers not wearing them right now. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because like my mom and I went to New Hampshire, um, for the um, over the Memorial Day weekend and doing grave, um, we went to visit my grandparents' grave and that kind of thing. But over in New Hampshire, as I've heard growing up, they they live free or die state. There, you know, you don't have to wear your motorcycle helmets over there. You don't have to wear your seat belts, and which my mom, she's better at it. But she always used to when we used to cross the border from Vermont to New Hampshire, she would ceremoniously whip off her seatbelt. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And and so they were one of the first ones around here to kind of really loosen mask um, requirements. And is that still... And so whenever we went into a place, we were bringing, as Mackenzie was saying, you don't want to be caught without a mask Mm because that's got to be weird because then you have to go all the way back to your car. So you bring one and then you're like, hey, do you you want me to wear it? And if they say yes, then you slip it on. If not, then you don't. And so it's kind of... I don't know what else to compare that to, what else we have in our person, but it's like I, you just hold on to it. And <laughs> I, it we've been wearing them for over a year now. What's the mm-hmm. big deal? Just, you know, better safe than sorry. Wear a mask. If, well, that's the thing. If you're comfortable. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the thing. It's the fact that, yeah, that it's, it's again, it's a personal preference, but is that it kind of straddles the line between, like, it feels like if you go in some places not wearing it, you're, like, not wearing pants or something like yeah. that. But then for the health reasons, I mean, transition to that, the numbers around here are really good. They are, yeah. For, what, Essex County for eight, nine days now? Has... It's, it was nine days as of yesterday. They had not reported a single new case. And for since Tuesday or Wednesday, they hadn't had any... Um, any cases at all that they were monitoring so everyone was out of their you know isolation periods or quarantine uh i believe quarantine periods as well but yeah so they've they've been making moves pretty well on that and i think clinton county reported a couple zeros this week too as far yeah. as new cases so yeah. you know we're moving in the right direction for some reason franklin is still stubbornly sticking in the teens but um as, as i think kara pointed out yesterday last summer we had like 10 active cases in clinton county and it was <laughs> About yeah, the end we, of the world. Joe, so. Joe was worried about <laughs> outbreak measures with 10 <laughs> cases last summer, I remember. Yeah, it's, a, it's the year unfolded uh, dramatically mm-hmm. in that yeah. regard. That was for sure. And I guess is that I got to do more reading on it, but is with the vaccination rates nationally, from what I've heard from national reports, it's about half of adults in the United States mm-hmm. have. I think, gotten their first shot or been fully vaccinated? Um, I want to say, because I was reading, it was a press release from Elise Stefanik's office. I want to say it's close to 60 at least, or maybe 54 to 60 
for at least their first, I, I mm-hmm. believe, but don't quote me on that. It's it's somewhere in that realm where we're above half. And so. it's just that, you know, personally, I didn't even expect it to get <laughs> that good with, the, you know, hesitation that kind of, and the fact that it's a scary medical thing, but that's good. And um, I guess I just wonder, I've also read that, as I think, um, I believe it was you, Kara, that wrote about some of the doctors talking about reaching... Um, herd immunity versus not reaching herd immunity that's not necessarily it's not necessarily um based on what public health experts have been saying the goal that they believe is still attainable at this point because of hesitancy because of variance where you might but at the same time herd immunity even by itself is like as dr reitzma has said is a pretty it's kind of a nebulous concept we don't Mm -hmm. know exactly what that number is Mm -hmm. we don't know what exactly would make the virus go away but it's it is about just getting as many people vaccinated as you can um in the hopes that if there is if there are flare-ups in different communities that they can be kind of contained to those communities so so yeah herd immunity might not be reachable at this point but we can still do our bet our level best to try to contain the infections as best we can the other interesting thing about vaccines that we've been seeing is these incentive programs Mm -hmm. to give people vaccines Uh, down in west virginia they're giving away free guns uh, and in new york we saw free tuition yes and and we had a local Recipient. Yes, from Shazy, a sixth grader. His name's Jack McAuliffe. He's 12 years old. Um, he Which, said he, if I could interrupt for a moment, yep. can I say after reading the article that he seems like a really good recipient for He does. He does. So I interviewed him, had the privilege of interviewing him and his father, Rob McAuliffe, who um, is a Shazy Elementary principal yesterday. And uh, he talked about how, you know, he really wasn't expecting it, especially because he's from a small town like Shazy. You know, he was the only North Country recipient this round. And the governor's office told me more than 48,000 people were entered into this first round. So that's that's, that's huge, good wow. you know, and he as someone in the writing profession, I really appreciated that his current career interest is to be an author. Yes. He wants to write fist, uh, fiction mystery books because those are the kinds he likes to read. But what I appreciated about the interview was something his dad said where, you know, they're incredibly thankful for this opportunity. Like Jack won't have to worry about student loans when he goes to a, a public university here. But you know, it's not lost on them all the suffering that people have had to endure over the past year during the pandemic right, and, you yes. know, the loss and that. stuff. So I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. Well, and not only um, tuition, but all the other costs. It, too, yeah, right? it covers tuition, room, board, books, he said, and gas mileage to and from the university. Which is great. So. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> these giveaways, so to speak, they've been drawing some criticism. Yes. Haven't they? Yeah, they, they have. Um, I haven't heard directly from people, but, you know, you hear, what about the people who already got vaccinated or shouldn't you want to do it for the right reasons? But the thing is, I know with the McAuliffe's, at least, they did get it for the right reasons. This was an added bonus. Yes. So, I mean, I'm not really going to fault, you know, a kid who got a free ride for doing a good thing. So it's, No, yeah. I've been hearing but, a lot of pundits talk about uh, they shouldn't have to resort to this. Right. People but, should do it for the right reasons. It's not a perfect world. Some people it's need not? a little bit of a push. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like, um, so Essex County Health Department is starting up brewing immunity in our community, yes. which is mm-hmm. where they're going to local breweries. They've got farmer's markets. I saw they got a couple of fairground locations coming up. And mm-hmm. basically the idea, it's not so much about the incentive, but it's like 
say you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, you're not necessarily against it, but it's right in front of you when you're grabbing a beer at Lake Placid Pub and Brewery. That's the one coming up on June 12th. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they'll get the vaccine and maybe, you know, you can kind of chip away at the percentage that still isn't vaccinated in the community. Right. So it's about... It's about being creative. It's about trying trying as hard as you can to, you know, get we, as many well, people vaccinated as I possible. I think if anybody wants a vaccine, they can get it. Oh, yeah. In many places. Yeah. And I just think of the flu vaccine before COVID is the fact that every year it was a thing of, oh, you know, I'm not going to get my flu vaccine. Well, you should. Well, I'm not going to. And people are stubborn, <laughs> even in the best of times. And mm -hmm. so numbers are numbers. If we can get the numbers up, then... You know, um, I think that's a, a solid effort for the community. And, and yes, and is the, should we all do the right things for the right reasons? Yes, but <laughs> it's not always how they that works. should do a, a clinic at the farmer's market. Yeah, Ooh. they should. It's been really busy, so they might get some people. Yeah. I haven't yeah. heard about Clinton County. Um, I know that they're going to be at the former Friendly's parking lot next weekend. That was one of their big community locations, you know, because they've got... The for a clinic? Store. Yeah, for a clinic. Oh, okay. Um, a walk-in clinic. It's in my Vax Master, Joe. You should Where have seen it Where are the Trump supporters going to go? I don't, they I don't know. The vaccine. <laughs> I haven't the seen them very often. <laughs> that's... Uh, uh, just mentioning that last fall, that's where yeah. we saw several yep. uh, Frequently on demonstrations, the political demonstrations. But yes, speaking of the farmer's market, is the fact that the One Way Green Street initiative mm -hmm. is that I got confused about which street was Green Street. I'm terrified of Green Street. Why? Because <laughs> it goes such over. a steep incline. And then isn't it kind of like just like a blind, like... Yeah, but it's a, it's a one way in. That's ah. the way it's supposed to be going down the hill. Okay, then that's better. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think <laughs> it's the coming out the other way. I'm always like, even when I was walking, you're like walking through those buildings down there. If you go, they have down there like the the thrift store and that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, just out of the side, there's this alley that just suddenly cars fly up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not used too often so actually like if you're walking it's a good way to get down to the harbor side mm -hmm. from downtown obviously which is, it is which an is the point. Walking one. Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that they wanted to make it more accessible to people who might want to walk down to the market and yes and as far as we've heard yes that despite all the hubbub um people seem to be transitioning well to the farmer's market down there so yeah but then speaking of also the um, the bar initiative, um, as Mackenzie reported, the bar curfews are up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so is... now you can stay at your local establishment until 2 a.m. instead of having to leave at 12. So that's it, good news for bar owners. It is. Is that mm -hmm. seemed, and again, is that, you know, um, whenever I, you know, I'm even pre-COVID was never much of a bar fly as far as going to those kind of things. But going in there the other day to Bobby's Lounge to um, see that, you know, there is a sense of community that comes back from yeah. just hanging around. And, and speaking to um, Corey Razoff, who owns um, Monopole, he was saying their, their spot is really big. Um, they attract a lot of the actual, like, restaurant industry workers there at night. So now that they're able to stay open later those individuals can get off of work late like they like they typically do and still have a place to go to hang out have a have a drink with their friends and relax so it's it's good for the morale for that community too so it is although again i've also been looking at when is walmart going to expand its hours as that was my bar was going oh my to goodness. <laughs> hang out at walmart after work they're closing early still yes yeah. oh, wow <laughs> i wondered if they're going to 
save money and just not expand back open. No, I thought there are Walmart stores closing across the country. There are many chains closing. I read a story today. Mm -hmm. McDonald's is closing stores. Chipotle is closing stores. JCPenney, Walmart, Mm -hmm. Walgreens. A lot of these big corporations are Mm -hmm. cutting back. They're going to leave big holes in small communities if they leave. Right. Which is, again, the the surprise of Regal still being open. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But if big, big corporations leave small communities, doesn't that open up? opportunities for little guys well that's the hope but oh i i don't know that i mean just looking at the size of walmart and sam's club over there like that would be a that would be a pretty big hole so i don't know yeah. it depends i don't know what the, the plans are if they have the businesses who can support it right i don't know yeah we would be lost without our walmart wouldn't we we would you don't even go to walmart joe <laughs> <laughs> you go in. i've been there I go to Sam's Club. I don't mind Sam's Club. I like going to Sam's Club with my mom on occasion. You know, you can get you can get some like bulk items or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes they've got some good books. And the weekends you can get a meal there. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, there's samples. Yeah. I used to love Sunday, their right? pretzels too. Oh. Like pretzels they, like they, big they have, Oh my god, they were pretzels? like super doughy. Oh my yeah. god, they were so good. I haven't had one of those in years. Well, that reminds me. The one thing I do get at Sam's Clubs are, are some socks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I need socks. So I got maybe How many socks that. can you get in a pack in Sam's Club? It, I think they have six packs and 12 packs. All right. That's uh, not that many. And I thought I was picturing like a industrial-sized <laughs> bag no, of socks. No, no, no. They sell packages. Um, and I need my pants hemmed. Yes. Yes, we know. <laughs> we already told you about a seamstress. Yes. And your haircut. And my haircut. Yes. Yes. But that reminds me of one life hack that I heard one time that I did. I always do it every once in a while is that... Instead of having this mishmash of different socks, because socks get lost all the time, just ding your socks and just start fresh and buy all new fresh packs of socks. The same kind. Yes. 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 That's right. Because I had like uh, drawers full of mismatched, uh, you know, I don't know, like Nike socks and other socks. And it's like, (laughs) no, finish it up. But what about like tall? I need like my tall wool socks. I need my ankle yeah. socks. I need my no so my no show socks. I need all we'll the different kinds of socks. Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it depends on seasonal socks. Yeah, are important. And plus, like I got you know bean boots yep. for Christmas, so like I need special socks for those. You yep. know, so otherwise you'll get blisters. Yeah, you need to be able to see a little bit of the cute pattern on top of it. What's the blisters. company in Burlington that does socks? Uh, the Burlington Sock Company. <laughs> it's, I know what you're talking about, but it's... It's a pretty good business, me. isn't it? Yeah. Is, is that sure. darn tough? Yeah, maybe yeah. it is. Uh, I don't know. Okay. If, I don't remember if they're Burlington-based, but yeah, that's they're like known over there. Yeah. My friends and I were talking about the other day about the fact that um, woolly socks. I don't like woolly socks, even in the winter, because they make my feet sweat. But I know that some people live and die mm-hmm. by really fuzzy super fuzzy socks oh the fuzzy ones yeah it it depends it depends like i have certain socks that are like just for texture oh my god when we were working from home slipper socks were my jam yeah like just (laughs) where you just slip them on and they have like the little grippers on the bottom Mm -hmm. those were like my favorite thing ever because they kept my feet warm and i wouldn't slide around okay now is this a thing and i think it is my wife and daughters always fight over 
my daughter's wearing my wife's socks. Oh, I steal my mom's socks every time I go over to the house. So it's a thing. It's a thing. And and my mom will, like, see me wearing them, like, weeks later and be like, nice socks, Mackenzie. (laughs) (laughs) I steal them all the time. She hates me for it. Now, why? Why does she hate me for it? Why do you steal them? Oh, because my mom just, in general, has more socks than I do. (laughs) And and if if I'm visiting, if I'm just over there for the day and my feet get cold... I need Put to a pair use of socks, socks so of course I use hers and not my stinky little brother's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't steal my mom's, but that's part of the reason is probably that like she consistently will get me socks. You know, so I have a lot of socks. Mm. So I'm I'm good on my sock supply, so I don't need to steal my mom's necessarily. Well, but like, yeah. you know, I sit here and I say <laughs> that I don't have socks in my parents' house, and that I don't have a lot of socks. But the reality is my mom constantly has a huge sock basket that she needs someone to, like, pair socks for. And I probably have a million pairs in there, but I'm just too lazy to go in and, like, <laughs> find the matches for them. Exactly. That's the trick is the fact that you end up with all these mishmashed, you know. Yes, it's know. annoying. And hers hers are always matched, so that's why it's better. I just can go into her drawer yes, and grab that's and true. match my- I would <laughs> she, say... Yeah. Oh, sorry. She does the labor of matching up the socks for you, too. Yes. Have- I would say the majority of my socks have their mate, but what I will allow <laughs> occasionally <laughs> is where the sock is the same style, but it's a different color. So, like, mm-hmm. the socks that I wear with sneakers, they're like really like small like ankle socks or whatever like i have a gray paired with an orange one that's been like that for a few weeks because i can't find the mate for either of them but and they're the same style and they fit them? the same yeah mm-hmm. i feel really uncomfortable if i'm wearing socks that don't match oh i always well, do that they're, they're the same they're the same style though so they feel the same they just don't look the I same i can't do it you can't do it <laughs> I had a friend give me a pack of Harry Potter themed socks, and so Ooh. they're all like the same style, ankle socks, and sometimes I'll wear a Gryffindor with a Slytherin. And <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, <that's laughs> <crazy. laughs> so, I don't know. It works. Yeah. See, Ben, I mentioned buying socks, and look what we're talking about. That's true, and I don't steal my mom's socks. Well, I'm sure I've actually, actually, I think I have done that a couple times, accidentally. But what I do is that she, often while I'm heading back from her house to Westport, She'll make me a mug of coffee to bring, mm. and then I'll have that coffee as I'm driving up, and then I'll just end up basically pocketing the coffee mug, and so <laughs> I know I have like five or six different coffee mugs that I've just happened to take home, and she yeah. has great coffee mugs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be clear, I don't just steal my mom's socks. I steal my mom's earrings, <laughs> yes. necklaces. <laughs> Everything, lunch pails, yeah, big thing. I've noticed it's it's a common uh, discussion in my house yeah. between mother and daughter. Yeah, yes, and actually, it's more often that my mom will is the again packing for overnights down there and that kind of thing, and then she'll be like, "Hey, you know, I've practically got a whole outfit for you down here." I'm like, "You're stealing all my clothes and hoarding them." <laughs> Wait, you talk about packing lunches. Do you ever steal your mom's Tupperware? Because my mom yes. hates me when I steal her Tupperware. <laughs> She'll be like, every time I see her, did you bring my Tupperware? Did you bring my Tupperware? <laughs> yes. I, I, I guess the only thing I can relate to is that when I would go to Rochester to see my folks, if we had to go somewhere to dress up and I didn't have a tie, I would take one of my father's mm. ties. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I kept them. But some, <laughs> yes. well, most of the times I gave them back. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my mom and ties. Is that my mom never taught me how to tie a tie? Some like Spanish guy on YouTube taught me how to tie. A tie. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to. There was this one night 
this is a weird story as hell, but like I was at a sleepover with my friends and I was like in probably in middle school. And so it got to the time of the night when anything was hilarious and I was like laughing at absolutely everything and anything. And I went on Google to search for something and I typed in two and the first search that came up was to tie a tie. And I thought that phrase was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> well, it's true. Is that what other thing do you you don't you know um you don't shoe a shoe you don't coat a coat but yeah. you, you tie a tie you tie a tie mm-hmm. yeah. I can see that and also is yes that I don't know it seems like as you get older you lose that sense of when you're a kid and you stay up until like four in the morning and then things get silly and then yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, those are the best days. Those yeah. are. Is I still remember one sleepover where my friends and I were watching infomercials on YouTube. And we saw this one for like... They were selling this like... It almost looked like a scale, but it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't electronic like that. It was something just like the square of like plastic that you were supposed to exercise on. And I guess... I guess it keeps you in form, but is that literally people were just like doing sit-ups on the little square... <laughs> doing and they were charging like 50 bucks for this thing and it's literally just something that you just sit on and roll around on and that kind of thing it was That's the funny. weirdest infomercial but again at five in the morning it's hilarious yeah <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of watching things on um, the internet is mm-hmm. that your night editor managed to write a story this week which Yay. again with my my different responsibilities as joe would surely know is that mostly we just edit these folk stories and trim Kara's down from 50 inches to that's not a thing <laughs> i give it to you at a manageable length i trim i'm the axe master remember ben yes, i am the axe master true is that there have been nights where Kara has physically cried out in pain as she's hit the delete key to cut parts of stories i like words out. and quotes but is that I had a passion project that I've been trying to pursue for a while here at the press, and we're finally going to get it in the paper tomorrow. So I am writing about video game streaming and some local video game streamers. Now, does Joe know what a video game streamer is? Uh, kind of. What do you think it is? Um, uh, Fortnite and <laughs> games like that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But is that I guess it's basically it's the act of playing the video games online with other people with other people yes. and also for other people to watch to you watch. play it yes, yes. Okay. So, so you're oh, not just playing it with them you're watching somebody play not even a, not even a game that you can play with other people like playing like Pac-Man or Tetris or Mario yep. and watching somebody play it and it's become rather popular through um, a website called Twitch. And um, I see Mackenzie nodding her head. And I know Kara's pretty familiar with it. Yes, and yes. Well, I already know that Kara's boyfriend, Justin, streams. He does. He does. And he's on occasion. It's not like an actual revenue stream. But on occasion, he has made a little bit of money like through donations to the stream and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. He gets so pretty excited about does that. Does he have like... Dare I say followers? Is that the terminology? Like people I think who follow? That's the him? idea, but the way that it works for when you want Twitch to monetize you is you need to have a regular number of viewers, like over a certain time okay. frame of like days or weeks mm-hmm. or something like that, and then you can get sponsored. Is that? Yeah, and then, um, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um, then you can start to like 
make money through ads potentially and then that hopefully gets you more viewers and then potentially more money and stuff like that but sometimes what you can do is just use twitch or he was using the one through microsoft that they shut down yes i don't um, remember what it was oh yes that one that ninja went over to for a bit and then yeah then it shut down. yeah well whatever one that was he was using that for a little while and he would just like occasionally someone would like donate a little I bit see. of money or something like that so you can make money that way or you can make money through if you become sponsored mm-hmm. as a twitch streamer it's, so it's weird to me that this is where we've landed with the video game industry because to me, someone who plays video games for fun, I don't think I would enjoy sitting down and just watching somebody else play. I like to be doing it myself. So it's a weird concept for me personally, but... It's fun to watch Justin play, because, like, if... Cause, so he was playing Resident Evil 7, mm, 8, nine. 9, whichever was the one that recently came out, the Village one or yes. whatever. I don't and just even watch... know if it has a number on it, actually. But yeah, yeah it, it's, it's in the, like, Village part. Like, they have yes. V-I-I or V-I-I-I yes. or whatever. The one um, with the tall lady. Yes, exactly, the vampire. Mm-hmm. And uh, But there's more to it than that. But, like, <laughs> just watch, watching him react, because I think that that's what a lot of people watch it for. They watch it for, like... You know, what's a good technique to use? Or sometimes the person who is doing the stream is just funny. I was and going to say, like, is it, can you hear the yeah. commentary yeah, as they're, they're streaming? Yeah, they're entertaining, okay. yeah. Because, like, you'll wear a headset. I don't think he was streaming Resident Evil, but just me watching him and, like, wa- hoping that he would, like, accomplish a particular mission or something like that. See. Or be like, what are you doing? Why did you do that? You know? So, it's... I, I can see the appeal. It's not something that I do a lot, but it it is it can be entertaining. Sarah's so. over there like shoot them, shoot yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> so we will look forward to your story. Yes. yes. Well, I guess I'm just curious that Mackenzie um, does Ethan um stream. He does not. Does he watch streamers? Uh, no. Oh, he might actually. I don't really pay too much attention. If he if he does, it's on it's on YouTube on his phone, and mm-hmm. it, yeah, I don't really know much about video game like titles or anything, so I couldn't I couldn't say. But is that yes? That um well, our um one of our um erstwhile reporters, um Sabrina Bruno, she actually mm-hmm. told me about the um the few the streamers that I talked to, which um. Yeah, again, is that there is the difference between um, the celebrity streamers mm-hmm. and just your average um, everyday people. I mean, as I was researching it, is that Minecraft... Now, that's a question. Does Joe want to know what Minecraft is? I don't know. Karen don't McKenzie? So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you both grew up practically in the time of Minecraft. I like never played Minecraft. But... That's something Justin's little brother plays a lot, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. my younger siblings both play, and I was actually just going, going to say my five-year-old cousin, he watches video game streaming of Minecraft. That's one of his favorite things to watch mm-hmm. on YouTube. So. Yes, and those, well, Minecraft is essentially, it's they call it a sandbox game where you can go in and build stuff like you can build houses and towers and castles and that kind of thing and then break them down and so it's kind of a almost like digital legos in a way and but i know there's a lot more to it than that there's monsters and swords and that kind of thing but the the streamers that do that they they bring in like they can have like as i wrote in the article like five hundred thousand people watching them play minecraft in any one time and they it is their job, so they make, you know, um, full-time revenue streams off of that. And it's just funny how, as um, the guys that I talked to, um, Corey Bell and Will Hool, they were saying is that it's 
weird how those people don't have to go through Hollywood anymore to get into this. They can just set up in their house, and yeah. if they're popular enough, and if they have a good enough personality, which that's a big part of it, mm-hmm. is that, as you were saying, Mackenzie, they're just entertaining to Goofy to watch and that kind of thing, and right. is that they can, from their living rooms, build up this huge audience and become some of the most popular celebrities in the world and that kind of thing. And I actually had the privilege last year before COVID hit to go down in Florida and meet some of my favorite streamers down at the convention down there. So mm-hmm. um, is that people like The Beast and Ryukar and that kind of thing, that they all play um, Super Mario a lot. And so... Uh, my brother likes The Beast. Yeah. I know this because I had to spend almost $60 on a sweatshirt for him. Yes. That has donut writing on the back. I don't know if you're familiar. It's like this gold yellow color with donut writing on the back. So it's like frosted letters. And he was Ooh. obsessed with it. So. Yes. I do know that the Beast just came out with merchandise. So I have to yeah. look into that now. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking but, of that, it's National Donut Day. Yes, it? it is. Yeah. Oh, I got to go to Dunkin' Donuts. Get a free donut. <laughs> with a purchase or just a Purchase donut? of any drink. Oh, okay. But yeah, but it's just um, it's just funny how, again, um, you figure, heck, I don't have a cable subscription, and so much of our entertainment is now just based on people in their houses and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. And especially in the pandemic, like streaming streamers were all set to keep doing it from what they were doing, because they just do it from their home. So um, Yes. So it was, um, and again, that's what Will Hull talked about, was that his um, whole setup was, he was already Zooming before Zoom was... <laughs> With Zoom, so it's interesting. But yeah, that'll be in um, tomorrow's paper. So um, otherwise, I guess maybe to kind of wrap things up, um, what are Karen McKenzie, what are some things that you guys are looking into coming up? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, well, a, bit, a big thing that's been occupying my time is some nursing home visitation, particularly Clinton County nursing home. So that'll be coming up. Um, bigger picture things I've been looking into is foster care and um, healthcare hiring challenges. So stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. A big story that I'm covering currently, um, the city of Plattsburgh is eyeing the purchase of the Plattsburgh Boat Basin, which is where it, that's a marina and then also where the Naked Turtle is. Um, they were set to vote on this Thursday night, but they ended up at the last minute pulling it from the agenda to speak about it at their July 10th committee meeting. So if the public has any thoughts on that there, they're open to hearing from them that day. So that's something that might be coming. And the big thing that we've experienced this week is that the staff returned to the newsroom. Um, yes, I was going to ask is that. Hang on. Oh. Just a little background. Oh. Um, Yes, we're going to wrap up here soon. <laughs> we worked from flashing on the neck. The um, pandemic started roughly mid-March last year. Mm-hmm. And I think April 1st, around about, we went to remote working mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And we did that till 4th of July. Then we came back here, and summer wasn't too bad. Yeah. And then day after Election Day, we went back to remote as the surge ramped up. And we've been remote since early November mm-hmm. till June 1st. Uh, now we're back in the office, and um, I guess there's a difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's just the background. There are no cats here, Joe. No. That's a problem. Yeah. But there, there is AC, which not all of us have at home, so that is nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's true. And Ben Watson, he's as friendly as a cat. He can. Yeah, but I'm not going to pet Ben Watson or let Ben Watson no. sit on my lap while I'm no, working. Th- that would think, be weird. I think HR would have something to say if you started petting. I think so, too. I think so. But no, when you said that, Joe, I've forgotten what the time frame is, but wow. It's what? November, December, January, February, March, April. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah, like eight months, so. And to be totally honest, I, I was thinking that coming back was going to feel like a really big adjustment and something I was going to have to get used to, but one weekend and it just feels like I never started working at home, so I don't know if Kara feels the same way. I, I, think, I think I do feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice to have like the dialogue and actual actual other humans to talk to. Yes. So. The energy and you mm-hmm. you bounce things off each other, which is good. The but laughter. we've learned that we have to do it at home we can. Yeah. And it's not mm-hmm. a, not a hindrance at all. Right. I agree. And yes, and also um, recording podcasts in person is a lot easier than doing it over Zoom. Yes, so. I agree. <laughs> it is. I guess I had the best of both worlds cuz I'd be at home during the day and then in here with you guys at night. So. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. It was a nice mix. Yes. But no, but we are very glad to have everybody back and we appreciate the time. But yes, the news doesn't stop, so we'll wrap things up. Um, yes. You can find us on iTunes. Um, uh, heck, Joey knows he's better. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. <laughs> Spotify? Can, Spotify. No, we're working on Spotify, but no, not Spotify. Yet. We're working on that, though. And at your favorite, PressPublican.com. And it'll also be on our. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, Joe, sign us off. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate your support, and we wish everybody a little weak side help. (laughs) 